Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I am your host, Tara Reinbolt, and it is my mission to help you take back control of your life, overcome burnout, and reclaim your happiness. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I went from totally burned out human resources professional looking to find my purpose in life to finally kicking burnout to the curb and finding my God-led mission. If you're ready to start living your best life today, like right now, literally this second, then you've come to the right place. Consider me your own personal business and life coach. Now let's get this party started and dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Burnout to Blessed. We are on to episode number four, onward and upward to step number four in overcoming burnout. I am super excited to talk to you about today's topic of uncovering the why. So last episode, we discovered your intangible obstacles, aka your self-sabotaging thinking patterns that then lead you to self-sabotaging behaviors such as people-pleasing, procrastination, easily frustrated, the need for success, poor time management. The list goes on and on and on, my friends, because we're all different and we all have a different set of self-sabotaging behaviors based on our life and our life's experiences. That is what we uncovered last episode, along with the tangible obstacles that you may have, such as time or money. And we revealed in last episode that in some cases, your result is actually your circumstance, which probably a big aha moment, because in that case, you really can't run from your circumstances. And if you've done your research on burnout, Most people will say you can change your circumstances, take a vacation, maybe get a new job, things of that nature. But if you're actually creating your own circumstances, if you get a new job or if you maybe stop taking care of your kids and you go back to work and that was what was causing you burnout or you get a caretaker for mom and dad and that was what was causing you burnout. Newsflash, you're going to just recreate those set of circumstances with whatever you're doing. So you can't run from your circumstances, which is what we learned in last episode, which I know was a lot to take in, super eye-opening, a lot to digest. In today's episode, we're going to get even deeper. (sighs) I know, it's going to get deep, my friends. So That is why I am going to bring a little humor before we get started. I'm going to forewarn you, it's a little dark humor, but I think it's totally fitting for today's episode. Here it goes. Lost your pen equals no pen. No pen equals no notes. No notes equals no study. No study equals you failed. You failed equals no diploma. No diploma equals you've got no work, my friends. (laughs) No work equals you've got no money, my friends. (laughs) No money equals no food. Oh, gosh, I can't even imagine. No food equals you get skinny. 
I kind of wish for that, actually. (laughs) Skinny equals you get ugly. Ugly equals you have no lover. No lover equals no marriage. No marriage equals no children. No children equals you're all alone in this world. Getting deep here. All alone equals depression. And depression equals sickness. Sickness equals death. Lesson. Don't lose your damn pen. (laughs) I know it's super dark and I'm sorry, but it was totally fitting for today's episode on uncovering the why. Because as you've seen, each statement led to something else that led to something else that led to something else, which was uncovering layer by layer by layer and getting deeper and deeper. And that's what we're going to do in today's episode. And ultimately, peeling back the onion and seeing what that looks like is what we're doing in each step of overcoming burnout. We're getting, you know, we're starting out at a, at a conscious level of where are you at in burnout, and then we're getting deeper and deeper into the subconscious. And that is where you don't like to go. That's where most people hide the truth from themselves. And in order to get over burnout, you have to bring that truth to light, which is why I'm such a big believer in God and that he has changed my life. And I believe that he can change your life too. At the end of the day, I find it super appalling though that some Christians are very judgmental. And if you've ever met a Christian that's judgmental, well, in my opinion, they're not a true Christian. I hope that if you're on the fence about Christianity, if you're on the fence about God, don't let those people deter you because true Christians are not judgmental, my friends. So keep on listening to this podcast if you're on the fence because, of course, I'm going to bring it up here and there because it's my truth and I believe in being authentic and I believe in telling the whole truth and nothing but the truth. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to push that onto you. It just means that I'm being real with you and authentic on how I got to overcome burnout. And here and there, I'm going to bring God up. That's all that that means. Okay, so we're going to get into today's exercise. And I don't know why I haven't talked to you about this before. I should actually probably create an entire episode on it. I want you to go out and buy your favorite notebook and a favorite pen. Because I need you to get really excited about journaling. I need you to get really like anxious. Like I want to write in my journal. I want to get deep. I want to uncover the truth. I want you to be excited and inspired. In order to do that, get yourself an amazing planner or notebook. For me, I had to have both because I love journaling for my business, I like mixing in journaling and planning. So my favorite is Erin Condren. If you've never heard of her, it's awesome because the planner is magnificent. And then in addition, it's a notebook all in one. So if you like to plan and journal, it's definitely the notebook for you. Before Erin Condren, I would literally have a million notebooks along with one planner. And then I would find myself switching off between the two of them and getting all confused or just getting uninspired because I had to go back and forth, back and forth, which was so annoying. So Erin Condren is where it's at, my friends. 
I digress. In order to move into today's exercise, you will need dun, 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 a journal. And what I want you to do is write at the top of each page your obstacle. Well, that being said, I want you to actually plan for two to three pages to write on per obstacle. I'm going to say this. We all know where our biggest issues lie, you know, where our biggest self-sabotaging issues are. For me, I could probably write four to five pages at least, (laughs) if I'm being honest, probably more on how I'm a people pleaser, but I might be a little bit less on procrastination. Actually, I know I'm less on procrastination. People pleasing is my Achilles heel. I could write four to five pages, but when it comes to procrastination, another one of my self-sabotaging behaviors, I'm only at about two pages. So what I want you to do is I want you to kind of keep that in mind for how many pages you're going to need to write on each obstacle. Because we're going to get into why you have this obstacle, why you've developed this self-sabotaging behavior in the first place. That's what today is all about. So step number one, I want you to write down why do I and then fill in the blank with your obstacle. Why do I people please? Why do I procrastinate, for example? And it's super important to be honest with yourself and I want you to free flow here. And what I mean by free flow is I don't want you to hold back. I want you to write everything out. Write all of your thoughts that come to mind and your thoughts are going to be mixed in with feelings too. Like, I feel anxious, I feel guilty. All of these things are going to be linked to your thoughts because as we've mentioned with the model, circumstances lead to thoughts, thoughts lead to feelings. They're all interconnected. So just let it out. Let it out, my friends, as Dave Chappelle would say. (laughs) You've got hate in your heart, let it out. (laughs) In this case, you've got obstacles in your heart, let it out. (laughs) So that's what I want you to do for step number one. And just write until your heart desires and you have nothing left in you. Moving on to step number two. Ask yourself why after each thought. For example, to kind of go off of the people-pleasing example I used in the beginning, my free flow of thoughts brought up the fact that I seek approval on others, I'm afraid to say no, my self-worth in a lot of ways is tied to what others think of me. I ask myself, why do I seek approval from others? Why am I afraid to say no? Why is my self-worth tied to what others think of me? And in this step, I'm not going to provide you with specific questions to uncover your subconscious thoughts and beliefs because A, everyone's obstacles are different and therefore your thoughts are going to be different about them. We're all human. We're all different, which makes us, you know, amazing. That's why we are who we are and what makes us who we are is that we all have our own little recipe going on. B, Everyone's thoughts and beliefs about their self-sabotaging obstacles are going to be different because guess what? We all were brought up differently. We all have different experiences and no one's life can be replicated. So, of course, we're all going to have some differences there and that's why I can't provide you with a specific set of questions in this step. 
And also, I really want you to get in tune with your thoughts and beliefs organically. I don't want to guide you to a specific spot here. I want you to uncover what you're truly thinking and feeling on your own. And then D, this is where one-on-one coaching comes in because as I mentioned, we all have different experiences, situations, relationships, and it's unique to each person. So therefore, that's where one-on-one coaching comes in. And at this point, I'm just a girl behind a mic telling you (laughs) what steps that you need to take to uncover your truth. And if I were to know you personally, I'd have a much better idea of how to guide you and where you need to go. But as of now, I'm just a girl behind a mic helping you out here. (laughs) All right. I will repeat step number two. You need to ask yourself why after each thought. Step number three. Ask yourself, where did it all begin? And I'm not talking about where did it all begin in relation to this set of circumstances, aka to what's burning you out currently. I'm talking about where did it all begin originally, which requires you to really retrace your steps. So I want you to take a step back, step back into your past. This could be your childhood high school, college, or the beginning of your career. Where did this self-sabotaging behavior and where did these self-sabotaging thinking patterns originate from? One of my self-sabotaging behaviors that I noticed that was really holding me back in how successful I was in my role as a leader was the fact that I lacked confidence in front of our executives. On a one-on-one basis, I could easily have conversations, was confident, but if you'd put me in front of an entire crowd or if you'd put me in front of the leadership council at each position that I was at, I would just get super anxious and, and freak out like for days before I had to give a presentation in front of our executive leadership team. But the thing is, I remember like a before and an after. For example, all throughout elementary into high school, I was all about public speaking. In fact, I was almost arrogant, like, oh, I've got this. I love public speaking. It's my jam, you know, like no fear whatsoever. I almost relished in it, like, come on, bring it on. Super excited, right? And then I remember all of a sudden I go off to college two hours away and it's time for me to get back into the public speaking game in each one of my classes. And of course, because as I mentioned, I was all about public speaking before. I was known to be the leader on all of my projects when it came to group projects. So I get up there in college and it's like, whoa, 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 a deer in headlights. It's like all of a sudden, the person that I used to be that loved public speaking, she was gone, nowhere to be found. And it was like, what the heck happened? How did this happen? Where where did this happen, right? 
Unfortunately, this trend continued into my career because when I went into human resources, it required me to get up and speak in front of colleges, in front of our executive leadership team. Public speaking was something that I really had to get used to. And at that point, it was an after, right? Before, when I was in high school, I loved public speaking, then it got into college and all of a sudden... I was so fearful of it, right? And I continued that trend. So I did this exact exercise, asked myself questions one through three that we just went over, and I finally was unable to uncover what happened. And it happened in my senior year of high school, which is why I kind of couldn't figure it out because it was like the very last year I was in school. And what happened was I had to speak in front of 2,000 people in our auditorium, and then I had another presentation about 30 minutes later, and I had to speak in front of another 2,000 people, aka I had to speak in front of our entire class, our entire school for that matter, freshman through senior. And there's about 4,000 people where I went to school at. So I was trying to be funny in my speech, (laughs) and I thought like legitimately, as I mentioned, I was a little arrogant about public speaking. I legitimately thought that I was funny, right? Well, truth be told, got into the speech. No one laughed. It was like crickets. And I'm telling you what, I can remember like it was yesterday. I got choked up. It was hard for me to even finish. And then 20, 30 minutes later, I had to do it all over again. And that's when I realized I really wasn't funny because I couldn't off the cuff change the jokes that I had, you know, to like try to rearrange them so they were actually funny. No, that wasn't me. I was not able to do that. Apparently, I didn't have the wit that I thought that I did. Big surprise. So anyway, going into my second presentation in front of my next 2,000 people, I bombed even more because, of course, I was hyping up the whole experience and reliving the whole first experience and knew how poorly I did. So going into the second one, it was even worse. (laughs) I uncovered where that came from. And then moving forward, it was like I had this huge lack of confidence when it came to speaking in front of others. And it just continued from college into my career. Finally, once I was able to figure out where it all came from, I then was able to really release that emotion, tell people about it so that I could heal from that experience and really move on and not have that control me anymore. I was able to move forward and public speak. And since I've been great, I've been fine. So doing this exercise that I'm having you guys go through today, it truly can transform your life by uncovering where things originally began and then letting go of what each self-sabotaging thinking pattern has over you. So for me, after doing this exercise, I was truly able to let go of the fact that I had no confidence in the area of public speaking. And once I was able to overcome that, voila, I was able to do a ton of Facebook lives and I stumbled so bad in some of them. (laughs) 
And you know what? The funny thing is, is I didn't care. And the reason why I didn't care is because God has a mission for me and that's to help others. And I'm going to be my most authentic self. And that occasionally requires me to stumble. And guess what? We're all human. We all stumble. I may not be perfect on my words at times. I may get a little tongue-tied, but hey, don't we all? The fact of the matter is, I was able to overcome my lack of confidence in public speaking due to this exercise and getting really honest with myself. So I know it can work for you. And I've seen it happen with multiple clients of mine that have had similar fears and issues. And it all comes back to really uncovering why, okay? So not only am I going to have you retrace your steps as to where it all began, our behavior is driven by our feelings and expectations, more specifically positive and negative emotions, expectations of ourselves and expectations of what we think others have of us. So that being said, step number four is I am going to have you identify two things. A, what negative emotions you want to avoid? What are the negative emotions that you're avoiding? Is it guilt? Is it sadness? Is it feeling powerless? Abandoned? And B, identify what negative emotions you don't want to admit. Shame, disliked, abandoned. Again, in step number four, you're identifying A, what negative emotions you want to avoid at all costs. You don't want to be truthful with yourself. You want to avoid them. And B, what negative emotions you don't want to admit. Normally, The negative emotions that we do not want to admit are tied to secrets that we haven't told anyone. And most of the time, if a thought comes into our mind, we push it down and move past it and pretend like it never surfaced to begin with. Secrets and shame are tied to one another. But the issue with Those type of emotions that you're truthfully trying not to admit to that you have in the first place, it builds and builds and builds up to a tipping point. And because of that, it's going to create these self-sabotaging behaviors that you have and when you're interacting with others, which of course you don't want, right? (laughs) And then in step number five, I'm going to have you identify the positive emotions that you've experienced in the past that you want to experience again in the future. Maybe it's success, recognition, you feel valued, you feel respected. So that's step number four. Positive emotions that you've experienced in the past that you want to experience again in the future. You see where I'm going with this. The negative emotions, you're doing everything at all costs to avoid or not to admit. And B, you have the positive emotions that you want to feel again and again and again. So can you see how that is driving your feelings and your thoughts? Step number six, identify what expectations you have of yourself. What expectations do you have of yourself? 
If you're burned out, obviously there's a lot of expectations that you've put on yourself that you keep reiterating to yourself over and over and over again, which has made you make decisions that is causing you to burn yourself out. What are those? Step number seven, identify what expectations you think others have of you. Now, this is something that can be a little difficult to uncover because they get mixed into the expectations that we have of others. And you really need to separate the two out. When I left corporate, decided to work on myself and to overcome burnout and to start taking care of my family, I sat down and I started to go over my values. Like, who am I? Because as I mentioned in the first episode, I was in a total burnout phase, which meant that I felt hopeless. I didn't even know where to start. So I had no hobbies. I didn't know what I was passionate about. At that point, I had been praying for years for God to reveal my mission in life and my purpose. And I was lost. It was like I had nothing. I had nothing to start off of. It was just a whirl of negative emotions that I wanted to avoid, that I didn't want to admit. (laughs) expectations of myself, expectations of others, and they were all like kind of mixed in together. So I really had to separate those things out, which I'm having you do today because it's so important to become aware of where you're at with each because you need to be able to identify those in order to heal. So when I sat down and did this exercise of expectations of myself, I actually started writing what expectations everyone else had of me. It was like, well, family's first and health, my weight, all of this stuff, right? And then I got to thinking, I was like, well, wait a minute. I really want to be successful. I really need to feel that sense of achievement in all areas of my life. As a mom in business, I need to feel that achievement as a wife, as a family member, as a friend. I didn't feel successful in any of those because like I said, I was in total burnout. But I can recall feeling like everyone expected me to just stay at home, only focus on family and just leave the corporate life behind, have nothing to do with business whatsoever. And I knew in my heart, that's not me. I need a sense of achievement. I've always wanted to start my own business. No idea what that is. I know I'm going to figure it out one of these days, but I need a sense of achievement in this particular area. And I felt like this heavy burden, like nobody wants me to have achievement in that area. They only want me to focus on family and relationships. And of course, I wanted that too, but there was more to me than just that. And I really had to dive deep and separate out what others expected of me versus what I expected of myself and what my values were and what I was passionate about. What is it that truly makes me happy? Which, trust me, we're going to get into this exercise of determining your values and things of that nature because it's so important once you have overcome burnout to stay out of burnout and that is by living your life by your values. So that's going to be for another day in time, my friends. I have to tell you, it's just so important to really separate 
the expectations that you have of yourself versus the expectations that you think others have of you. Notice how I said think, because I'm not saying that that is what they expect of you, but that is how you feel. That is what you feel that they expect of you. So I want you to write that out in step seven. Voila, you've just covered your unconscious thoughts that drive your self-sabotaging thinking patterns that then lead to your self-sabotaging behavior, okay? So do you see now why it's a step-by-step process to overcome burnout? As we learned in the last episode, in some cases, you're actually creating your own circumstances. Ultimately, you can't run from them. And that's why switching jobs, taking a vacation, it's not going to solve your problem. And that's why we have to uncover, A, where are you at in the burnout process? B, how is burnout affecting your life currently? And if you keep going down this downward spiral, how is it going to affect your life in the long term? And in order to actually move past burnout, you need to commit. So that's part of step B. Step C, uncover your obstacles. Because even if you weren't in burnout, my friends, you have self-sabotaging behaviors that are stopping you from meeting your goals. And in this case, our main goal is to overcome burnout. So that's why you need to identify your obstacles. Now we're moving on to D, which is uncovering where these obstacles came from. Because once you uncover where they came from, you're then able to devise a plan to overcome those obstacles. You need to account for those obstacles when you are into the next phase, which is planning, planning to overcome the behaviors that you need to change to overcome burnout. That's it, my friends. I pray that you found a value out of today's episode and that you really take your time on uncovering where these obstacles came from. And this is why I only come out with one episode a week because it's meant for you to download the exercise from the show notes and really take your time on it because you need to be honest with yourself. You need to be in the right mindset, the right headspace in order to get honest and take the time to write out all your thoughts and feelings so that you can truly uncover your subconscious brain that's driving your behavior. I hope that today has served its purpose for you. And the next episode, we are going to take back control that our obstacles have over us. We're not into the solving phase just yet. We will be. I promise it's going to be a lot of fun once we get there. But in the next episode, we are going to release all of this heavy emotion and heavy truths that we just figured out today. That way you can take back control of your life. Okay, my friends, I promise this step-by-step process and overcoming burnout, it works. I'm a testament to that and I know that you will be too. Until next time, have a great rest of the week. Thank you for listening to the Burnout to Bless podcast. 
I hope that you found value in today's episode and I pray that you will make the commitment to take back control of your life and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air. And by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coaching info at burnout, the number two, blessed.com to learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now remember, Rome was not built in a day. All you need to do is take it one step at a time, my friends, and I promise you, you will get to your destination. Until next time.